right, Frank Ray, you just got yeah. off stage, man. Yeah, man. Um, it, it's you. You're so high energy, <laughs> and especially when you play a little bit earlier in some of these days, yep. people are still hungover from last night. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. And so you have to give, including me. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Well, you just got back. In, you just got in town, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. On the bus. Yeah. Um, how much drinking on the bus are you doing? All the time. All the time? Yeah. No. Is it really? No. I mean, it's, it's more of a pastime, really, man. Yeah. Is it, uh, you know, after a while, you get kind of tired of just sitting there doing nothing, and you're just like, ah, just give me a beer. It's, it's fine. Just it's because you're bored. Yeah, I do that and play Super Smash Brothers, and it's a fun time. You, okay, I was going to ask uh, the video, because I feel like everyone has a different console they go to. Yeah, so. man. I mean, I grew up with, I grew up on Nintendo. I mean, I did Sega for a bit. PlayStation, I can never really get into, man. Um, so I'm a, I'm a Nintendo guy myself. Well, how... Here for me, PlayStation was too expensive for us. Like we couldn't <laughs> afford a PlayStation. We barely afford anything we yeah. we had already. So PlayStation was right. It was out of the. Yeah, it was yeah, out yeah. of the idea. It was out of the price range. Uh, what do you have? You have siblings? Yeah, man. I got a. I got an older brother and three younger sisters. So did you fight over the video game console? Uh, all the time, man. Uh, but usually, I mean, the 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 girls in my family didn't really play video games. It's just me and my brother and my cousins and. Uh, but you remember that, you know, we had to kind of blow into the console, the game, yeah. <laughs> and the cartridge. It's actually science. It's the only way it works, it right? And then <laughs> you had to kind of wedge that other video game that's right above it so that it maybe stayed. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's so crazy. Bringing but it back. Bring yeah, it back. but it was cool, man. GoldenEye, what, uh, the whole nine. What, what, what was your game? Was it just Smash Brothers? What else you had? Smash Brothers, I was a big fan of. GoldenEye 007 was fun, dude. dude that is the game that revolutionized everything after. Everything, dude. And so I have a son now. He's thirteen. He big. We're big Fortnite family. Oh, right nice, now, okay? man. Yeah, yeah. And so I didn't. I didn't know how to play at first. And of course, he's like doing crazy stuff. Yeah. And I was like, man, can we just go back to Goldeneye? And he's like, what's Goldeneye? And I said, oh, oh I failed. I failed you as a as a well, parent. Well, and the right? thing is, like, I guess there's this gap, right? There's a little bit of a gap where yeah. you couldn't find the console, you couldn't find the game for a while, and you know. But yeah, I'm sure you'll teach him. Goldeneye is going. I think. I just saw like, it sold for I don't know like a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my like god! Unopened, of course. Like, yeah. But who buys Goldeneye and doesn't open it? Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's blasphemy, man. Yeah, I love it. We haven't even talked about music. I know. <laughs> it's so crazy. You know, what's really funny talking about video games is like my my youngest daughter. Uh, well, not my youngest daughter. I have my youngest now, six months old. But my oh, my <laughs> I keep thinking my youngest daughter. She's six. Her name's Mackenzie, and she got into Roblox. And she's just like, Dad, I want you to play Roblox. And so sometimes when I'm on the road, if I'm not playing video games with the guys, I just hop on Roblox and I see my daughter on there and we just start playing. And it's Isn't really that, it's such a unique connection. And yeah. I know a lot of people have a negative idea of some video games and stuff. Yeah. And that's the same thing with my son too, because he lives with his mom almost an hour away. But mm -hmm. that's something that we've connected over, like my son, or uh, myself, my wife, they've bonded over playing video games yeah. and so a lot of people look at these uh video games and one they don't understand the skills they have at these things right oh my gosh man my kid can go through any piece of technology just like crazy and it's cool because that's the direction that our society is headed and right. she's going to be proficient in it and that's fine but but yeah the fact that i see her just a little six-year-old self just like working roblox and sometimes she's like dad can i help you pass this level i'm like yes please well, here you the, go. The fine motor skills right yeah the strategy yeah. The yeah. problem solving. It's, it's like, incredible. Uh, right? Isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's life skills that you're not going to get a lot of places, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And even like the learning to lose is so important. Like learning oh to Oh my fail. gosh. I'm glad you said that because that was the biggest issue with my, with my daughter is that every time she lost, she's like, let me win. I'm like, I'm not going to let you win. Right? And, and it got to the point where she started kicking my butt and everything. So Dude, I that's just, the thing. I just talked to Dylan Scott about this the other day about letting your kids win. Yeah. And because I was like, because he, he put a video of him like dunking on his kid or something. Yeah. And I asked him like, do you let your kids win? Yeah. And that was kind of the consensus. Like, you can't, right? Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Like learning to lose is such an important skill, which yeah. I'm sure being an entertainer, yep. learning to fail, learning yeah. to say here no a lot, learning yeah, rejection is something that which is a beautiful prevalent. segue, by the way. Yes. <laughs> a little sparkle wink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, um, but but that's but that's the real life. It's really really hard. It is, to man. Hear that stuff. Especially in this industry, it's so there's such a wealth of talent uh, in Nashville alone in country music, but in the country in the world, there's just so much talent out there that when you decide you're going to go out there and try to be a public figure and put some music out there, uh, you have to learn how to you know take some L's, man. Yeah. Especially when it's something that's so personal yeah. to you. Yeah. And uh, what I like is that you have this ability right now that I don't. I tried to think of and find. I don't know who else is doing it, who's mixing some of these Latin flavors right now with country. There's a lot. I love genre blending. Love. My favorite thing. I love hearing be, just because of the nature of music. Right, right, right. right. Um, and you growing up and you probably have all these you know Latin and Mexican influences, I do, yep, right? Yeah, yeah. I was actually surprised in the album that I I didn't hear as many of them. Yeah, as prevalent till I listened again, and then there are some like you'll hear some claves or some cowbells yes, or something in the yes, back. Yeah, but it's there's uh, what is it? Uh, wasting wasting your words. Wasting your words wasting is your one words. that Very. made me feel like. Uh, we were walking down the street. Grandpa was playing guitar. Yeah, you know, almost a Coco moment. For That's me. what it, exactly, right? man. And I actually drew a lot of inspiration from Coco too, because I think they hit the the mark when it came to the the Mexican culture. Uh, but the thing is, we try to sprinkle it in in a way that wasn't gimmicky, right? I want to be as authentic as possible, and I say that because when I first moved to Nashville. Uh, within that, the first couple of years, everybody that got into the room with a Latin guy wanted to write a Latin-themed song, but it was Latin. It's the Latin that people in country music kind of were familiar with. It was just like whether you're thinking Jimmy Buffett or uh, even Zach Brown, like Toes. More islandy. Yeah, very islandy, and it was just like well, we got to sing about tequila and we have to sing about the beaches of Mexico. And I'm like, yeah, sorta. But if you get, if you're gonna get into that world. Uh, I finally got to the point where I got frustrated enough where I was like, this does not feel authentic. And I felt comfortable enough saying that with a couple of writers that were with me, uh, especially my producer, Frank Rogers. And I said, man, I, this doesn't feel right. right? Uh, one of the lines that I, I threw, uh, we, I, we said, cerveza and lime. And I said, and I sang it on the demo. I said, cerveza and lime. And they said, that's cool, but can you say cerveza? And I said, that's fine, but I'll never cut this song because I don't say cerveza. I say cerveza. And, uh, and I, I was like... And it was a good song, but I was like, this doesn't feel right. And they're like, well, what feels right to you? And I said, you have to think about Luis Fonsi, Despacito, which is something we did tonight. We mashed it up with my song called Streetlights. And I said, you got to think in that world. Right? The Latin culture is kind of the, the language of love, and, and it's got to be it's sexy. sexy. It's got to yeah. be vibey. And I said, that's what we need. And once we found that, we wrote Streetlights, and that was sort of the blueprint for anything Latin theme that we're going to write from that point on. And that's how Wasting Your Words kind of evolved from there. But um, even when, when we went to the studio, just crafting these songs, it was like, all right, they're, they're kind of mainstream country-sounding songs, but we can change the arrangement a little bit. We can add some percussive elements. We can, la we can add some timbales or claves or bongos, congas, whatever it is that we can do, just give it a little flavor. And that's what we did. Is that why you started the album with um, Streetlights? Uh, that, that was to my first, that that was my first uh, song that with a label that we kind of put out there um, and it was it it, it was very uh, divided so to speak right people didn't really know how to receive it well because people it was I felt like it was a Marty McFly kind of moment right like you guys might not be ready for this but your kids are going to love it and so that was sort of the <laughs> thing and uh, and you know whether or not it's good for country radio is up for debate but uh, I can tell you in a live setting it kills and that's that's really all we set out to do because it's what 
it's what live music is all about, right? It's yeah. about storytelling, but with dancing and love, and you don't care about what. And that's so. That's the. I, I grew up as a per, uh, as a percussionist and a dancer, right? Awesome. And that's one thing people don't understand about a lot of Latin dancing. And actually, it's kind of the same in line dancing too. When you're out there dancing, it's yeah. about the dance. Yeah. It's not about sexualization, uh, right? Romance, sexualization, ro- sexualization or like of yeah. it, or. Uh, the romance of it or I guess romance would be in there but yeah. it's it, it is about it if a guy wants to dance with your girl it's because he just wants to dance with somebody and it's not because he's trying to take her home and sleep with her yeah for the most part it's a rhythmic connection right great and way to it, put yeah. yeah that's what it is and you're just going out there and you're you're vibing and you're you're connecting with this one person on a different level and and yeah if you can if you can separate the same way like Hollywood actors do right? they can have a, a scene or whatever a romantic scene yeah. and they can separate the two right they're just trying to the they're trying to relay that human emotion, and that's what dancing is all about. Has have you presented a song and somebody said it's too Latin? Um, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Like streetlights are wasting your words, right? The, it, it very quickly becomes the the statement is like, well, that's not country music. Well, I said, well, that's fine, but it's my contribution to country music, yeah. and that's sort of how we're approaching this whole thing. It's like I didn't want it to be a linear sort of. The body of work that we put together i wanted it to be so indistinguishably me that people can be like that's a frank ray song because of the musical approach what do you feel when somebody says something that you feel is you somebody says that's not right for us uh, What's yeah that feeling i mean it's it's one of those things where i think i've really i'm in this point in my life where you know i've, I've taken a lot of l's in my life right sure. and i've got a lot of life experience right i'm in my 30s and i a lot of those things don't really bother me it's just like i i understand that it's not for everybody it's not for everybody, but if you can make somebody in bib overhauls in the crowd dance the streetlights, then you hit the mark, and that's good. Uh, I, uh, right after you got off, there was a guy right down front. I found out his name was Tim. And I told him it's all in the hips, and he started shaking his hips. Four <laughs> girls immediately came over to him. I said, "There you go." I couldn't have said it any better myself. You're like, welcome, Tim. It. You're welcome. There you go. The <laughs> ultimate wingman, Frank Ray. It's all in the hips. That's it's all be in the name hips. of the next album. Actually. Oh my right? gosh, not a bad idea, it's brother. All in the hips. It's, it's not a, a bad idea. A little, little Latin flavor. Well, uh, I love what you're doing. I, I, uh, I, uh, when I listened through the album, like I said, at first glance, I didn't hear as much Latin stuff, which I wanted to. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, I want to, I want to dance in my car a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, and then yeah. I listened to your words. And I'm like, man. It is so authentically your story. Thank you. And uh, and then I was sitting there judging based on what I wanted to hear as opposed to letting my expectations go and letting it be what it is. Yeah. And so I think you did a really good job with Thank that. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate my you saying that, That's my compliment to you. Thank you. No, no, I really do appreciate that. I th- again, that's something we were trying to accomplish when we were in the studio and it started to feel a little... Uh, ordinary. We're just like, all right, what can we do here? What kind of chord can we put right. here? Or what kind of percussive elements can we put here? And I think we did that. Like with something like Spring Break is a song that's uh, it's pretty chill, right? It's pretty, pretty mellow. Uh, but if you listen closely, you can hear these little horns kind of pulsating in the background. And it does this really, really cool thing. And then the gut string is very, very heavy on that. So it's not something you find very, very prevalent, like a nylon-based sort of guitar in country music and that was that was something that we really leaned into it it becomes something you don't hear but you feel yeah yeah that's kind of the goal right? so you got to listen to my album a lot i miss listen to it a lot over and over over and over tell your friends to stream it over and over (laughs) actually get put a little robot on just click it there you go yeah uh, so you were on with old dominion old dominion yeah and are you still doing tour spots we just finished they had a little break in there they did have a little break uh you know obviously that injury that matt ramsey yeah a little (laughs) break yeah the hip 
the hip, uh, Matt, it's all in the hips, yeah. baby. Yeah. Uh, but he had an accident, and uh, and so they had to put a hold on a lot of things. And it was right when we were going to Key West, which was like a big bummer. Right. Uh, we still go- we still went to Key West. I took my family. We did. Yeah. We had a party. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, and they had they scheduled a bunch of uh, makeup dates, but those were dates that were already. Mm. We are already obligated to other festivals and stuff. Did you get stuff. to write with them at all when you were? No, man. Yeah. I, I wish I had. I really face. did. Yeah. I really. I'm such a they're big great. fan of theirs. I think they're incredible musicians, incredible songwriters. Their show is awesome. It was like watching a master class every night. But um, yeah, I didn't get to write. But that's not to say that that's not going to happen, right? Uh, we have yeah. we formed a really good friendship. Uh, matter of fact, and here's a, a long-winded story, but. Uh, when I first got my record deal, it was because of a song that I recorded called Tequila Mockingbird. Okay. And it wasn't a song that I wrote. It was uh, co-written by Andrew Dorff, the late Andrew Dorff, and Trevor Rosen, who's one of the founding members of Old Dominion. And and it was that was that song that wound up on the New Boots playlist on Spotify. I was going to say, I've heard of it. That sounds yeah, familiar. Yeah, and it was, that song was the reason why I got the call from Nashville in the mm-hmm. first place. And so the reason why it started this whole journey for me and I told Trevor that story. I said, man, to you, you might have just written a song. But for me, you wrote the song. It was a song that got me noticed. And it's the reason why I got my record deal. It's the reason why I started going to Nashville in the first place. And he was like, man, I can't believe that. And I was like, so you never know how you're going to impact somebody's life. But uh, he had a, a big role to play in my career. Especially Nashville. Everybody knows everybody, right? Yeah, that's exactly right, that's man. Awesome. For as huge as it is, it's like such a tight-knit community. Cool. Well, congratulations on everything, like I said. Um, Thank you, my friend. The more I listen, the more I become a big fan. I think that's the goal, right? Let's go, baby. Let's All do right. it up. And, Thank uh, you, man. Appreciate we'll see, you. We'll see you online. We'll get some video games, some Roblox. Let's going. make it happen. <laughs> hey, go. Frank Gray. Hey, let's go. <laughs>